Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So, so many things to talk about on this Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. As you know, on the 24th, Friday of 2022. So if you add up those numbers, 06 is 6. 24, 2 plus 4 is 6. And 2022 is 2 plus 2 plus 2 is 6. There was no coincidence that here in America on 666, <laughs> a joke not lost on me, or maybe a point or numbers not lost on me, and the Sacred Heart of Jesus's feast day, the day before that was St. John the Baptist's feast day. The day after that was the memorial of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I mean, none of this is coincidental. None of it. God is behind all of it. And I am telling you, whatever side you are on, or if you're straddling the middle because you can't straddle anymore, my friends, you have to make a call. We're going to talk a little bit about that beyond where you stand on theological and political views, because our theology should drive our beliefs, which should then drive our votes and who we put in political office, because those people will drive the policies that you and I and our families and children and friends have to abide by. So that abortion decision was the correct decision to have 50 years ago in 1973. The whole point, and you can watch my video on YouTube, just search abortion, but make the O's in the word abortion a zero. <laughs> you have to kind of, on YouTube, sometimes they just block stuff. So I didn't want to take any chances. But basically what it was saying was, look, it's not a constitutional right to murder an innocent person. And the most vulnerable person is a baby in the womb. Period. End of discussion. It's not in the Bill of Rights. There's not a hard and fast amendment like the Second Amendment, which just the day before that, the Supreme Court voted that, yes, you can protect yourself in the state of New York. Because that is 
a God-given right that you are given at birth or when you become a, an American citizen legally. It is the right to bear arms and to protect yourself and they shall not be infringed. So there's a lot of stuff lately that is showing this beautiful constitution that was based on God. Our entire country is based on God. You wouldn't know it, would you? Are you saying the Pledge of Allegiance every day at school? Has God been kicked out of school? Are trannies and crazy cross-dressing things reading to your children's in the library who actually have pedophile backgrounds if anyone did any research on some of these people? I mean, this is God coming through. How do I know? I felt a spiritual change in the world on Friday. At least in my soul and in my heart, I felt, oh my gosh, we have just taken so much spiritual doom and gloom, the cloud that has been over us for all of those 60 plus million little babies who were murdered in horrific ways and where companies that are funded federally by you and me who are American citizens, Planned Parenthood and other organizations are selling those baby parts the baby tissue, the fetal tissue, it's funny. They call it a glob of cells when you're talking about the abortion, but after the abortion, it's fetal tissue, <laughs> right? Isn't that amazing? The word smithing and the word chop up and the word salad that these people stir up and feed us. And so many of us just eat it without even thinking about it. So I know that God is at work here. God is going to be more apparent, more clear, so that we all know, wait, this country, as is most of the world, godly, goodly people out there who want to do good, who want to live a virtuous life, helping out other people that don't like the divide, don't appreciate the polarization that is going on today. So I'm going to switch gears here. So I am ecstatic. I am elated. I know that God has a plan. And this is only one step. I think it is truly him showing the way that we're supposed to live according to his laws, his rule. Because in America is we have the inalienable right. We are born with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it all begins with life. Because if we're not living, we can't have liberty and we can't pursue happiness. And that is actually in the Constitution. So the whole point of the ruling was to say it should have never been a federal 
right constitutionally, and it should have always been in the states so that the people can decide locally with their votes who is going to run the state that they're in and make other decisions if their state isn't making these changes or isn't living according to your beliefs, might be time to look and switch the state that you're living in. I'm in that situation. Who knows when I'll ever move to Tennessee? Right now it's just un, it's, it's beyond expensive. And so we're just holding in a pattern, right? Waiting to see what's going to happen. But what I want to switch to in the last few minutes is to say, okay, we are on the last couple days of June. Do you remember when I reached out in the beginning of June, right after the month of Mary? Obviously, I was all high on my consecration to Jesus through Mary, and I was so excited that I was having my final day of prayer and then looking at myself and saying, okay, what do I need to work on? Mind, body, soul, and spirit. And it's difficult because summer is in full gear here. I know I've got some listeners in Australia and you're, you know, flipped. You're kind of in the winterish time. But right now, it's a change of season and it's easy to get lazy and lackadaisical and not even have God in your life. And that is is what the responsorial psalm said today. We are going there because it's very, very important. And I want you to sit with the psalms, right? I've mentioned so many times how I used to be, and I still continue to struggle with the psalms. I'm a psalm sprinter. I read them fast, but today, oh my goodness, I lingered on every word I heard the Lord speaking to me and hopefully speaking through me. I just want to say that I tried to go to confession on on Friday, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I was so excited. I went to a, a priest in a parish that I knew. He doesn't publish it, but it's after Mass. And unfortunately, he had made a statement saying that he was heading out to another state for a wedding. And so I'm pretty sure he hopped in his car right after Mass. So I was really bummed that I could not go to confession on Friday like I had hoped. But I did Saturday morning. And I heard from one of you that said, hey, I just left the confessional. It feels wonderful. It's been 11 months. And I know this person fairly well. I mean, as as good as you can, someone who you've never met on social media. And he's definitely on the spiritual journey. And in the end, you just never know who you are going to touch. Or how God is speaking to you. So that's why I'm coming and saying, if you didn't go to confession, go. You know, I had asked, how does it feel? I honestly personally could not wait that long because I just couldn't remember all the things that I've done. That's why I like it every week because I'm pretty, pretty clear of what just happened during that week. 
And sometimes I go twice a week because sometimes I'm just like, okay, I got to get this off my soul now. I don't want to wait. I hate, I'm not, I'm not falling into scrupulosity, but I am definitely aware and want to take advantage of all of the beautiful confession offerings around my area. All right. It's Psalm 50. It, it's a whole bunch of different verses, but here we go. Starting at 22a. Remember this, you who never think of God. Why do you recite my statutes and profess my covenant with your mouth? Though you hate discipline and cast my words behind you. Remember this, you who never think of God. When you see a thief, you keep pace with them. And with adulterers, you throw in your lot. To your mouth, you give free rein to evil. You harness your tongue to deceit. Remember this, you who never think of God. You sit speaking against your brother, against your mother's son, you spread rumors. When you do these things, shall I be deaf to it? Or do you think that I am like yourself? I will correct you by drawing them up before your eyes. Remember this, you who never think of God. Consider this, you who forget God, lest I resend you and there be no one to rescue. Whoops. And let me start that one over. Consider this, you who forget God, lest I rend you and there be no one to rescue you. He that offers praise as a sacrifice glorifies me. And to him that goes the right way, I will show salvation of God. Remember this, you who never think of God. Okay, well, if that didn't trigger you a little bit, it should have. I think you need to go look at the daily readings on the usccb.org site. If you actually click on the daily readings where it says the, you know, the book and the chapter verse, it will take you to that. And you can get a much more thorough Psalm reading and let that sink in. Are you not talking to God? Are you not working on something? Mind, body, soul, and spirit. And be honest with yourself and choose to bring God into that thing that you need to work on. God, I need your help, right? I can do anything with you. I can do nothing without you. And I want to work on this. But I hate to say it, if you're not praying and you're not talking to God, then you are not going to be doing God's will. Period. End of discussion. This isn't Kendra Von Esch telling you. This is, these are saints like St. Teresa of Avila, St. Augustine. If you do not pray, you will not be saved. And I'm talking about the kind of prayers where you ask God into your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, that you ask for the transformation and the help, especially in the one area, two or three areas that you want to work on. 
The more we ask the Lord in to help, the more we take a humble step toward him. And I'll leave you with this. When I was going to go to confession, I was kind of ticked off at me. Like, I really can't believe I'm bringing this back up again in the confessional. And you may be one of these people that's trying to work on something and you keep going back and you keep going back and keep doing that. Do not give up. That is the point. The point of going and saying words out loud to the priest is not for the priest's benefit. They're not back there going, ooh, this is a juicy one. Can't wait to tell my other priest buddies. No, they've heard them all. It's really about us. And how do we react to saying those words out loud again? I know when I was confessing pornography, how much I just never wanted to say those words again. And self-gratification as being a part of that. It was too much. I was like, I don't ever want to say these words again. So there was a different kind of penitence and repentance in my heart for that sin. And so basically I was mad at myself before I went to confession and it was an amazing homily from the priest that made me realize in my heart, my mind, my soul, my body, everything that God is a merciful God. This was the sacred heart of Jesus's feast day. And it reminded me that I need to love me. It sounds almost counter what God says, right? We should love others, right? It's joy. Jesus, others, you. But we're still supposed to love and forgive ourselves. And so if it's a matter of you're angry with yourself or you're embarrassed that you don't want to say those words out loud in a confessional, find a parish that you can drive to that you don't go to often. It's worth the extra time because honestly, you can sit and really think about all of the things that you want to bring up beyond, you know, your examination of conscience where hopefully you're doing it with a pen and paper every now and then. Okay, this is going on a lot longer than I had anticipated, but I do believe that God is out there. He's doing amazing things. He's bringing evil into the light like we've never seen it before. And let's ask for him to do that with our sins. Just like he says in the Psalm, I will bring your sinful behavior. I will raise it up before your eyes. So let's ask the Lord today, raise up again, Lord. What do you want me to work on today, 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 not tomorrow, not for the next six months, 10 months, however long it's going to take for me to work on this and get on the other side of this hurdle in my life. But what do I have to do today with you? Talking to you, calling out to you, using your name, Jesus, to deliver temptations and evil spirits. 
and to be that joy, keeping Jesus in the center of your heart and Mary, others, and then yourself. Servant leadership, right? Okay, you get the gist. But we can't give up. Just because we're already a, a month in, we've passed the month of June almost, there's always the next hour, the next minute, the next day. And this is how God wants us to live every day, to give it to him, humbly ask for his help, to enter our hearts, to replace our hearts with his, so that we can live a more holy and virtuous life because we cannot do it without him. So get back into prayer. If you have blown that off, make sure that you're spending some time in silence. Even make the rosary a meditation where you sit down, you pray and you meditate and you don't do anything else to take your mind off of it. That can be mental prayer. And you can have what God wants you to do today coming out of that beautiful prayer. It's when we pray it and we don't think about it that we are sinful like the pagans who babble and babble, but nothing actually comes from the heart. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, how to truly pray and how to truly discern God's voice in your life, because that's part of the fun of prayer. Okay. I've gone on too long today. I love you all. You know, I do. I hope sometimes that you don't think I'm beating you down because I, I'm not, I'm sharing my own struggles and my own issues and that every day I've got to get up too. give it to him. Let him lead. And give him all of the emotions that are not of him. The fear, the worry, the anxiety, the anger, the frustration, the lack of love, all of it. Okay, find something more with God, with Jesus and Mary, and the Holy Spirit, God the Father. And have a blessed and inspired day.